Saturday on these airwaves. My name's Casey Steve, the voice of your valley. This is Citizen Watch on Merced's News Talk Station, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. Come on. As you said. Yes, we do. And we salute the men and women in uniform out there protecting our streets. We want you to know that we support you here at Citizen Watch. We always have. We always will. Unfortunately, the sentiment is not reflected on the city council. Yes, a majority, but not a super majority. And that's what it took to get the ballot measure. Oh, there we go. Got to get out of this segment when it's over. We're going to jump right back into the comments. If you followed the 8 o'clock hour, we've been talking about the special meeting that happened last Monday night, August 8th, over in the city council chambers. Pretty contentious. Uh, the, the fix was in once they knew they had, and they knew the lawyers from out of town, the groups from out of town that are organizing actively in our city, knew that they had a solid footing with uh, a supermajority vote required to place Measure C or what would be the supplemental measure on the ballot. Of course, that failed. We're going to hear the conversation. But, you know, we've been playing a lot of the folks that spoke, a lot of the back and forth. It was some of the people that didn't spoke that I wish would have. Specifically in the audience was our supervisor, one of our supervisors that represent the city of Merced, Josh Pedroso. And I thought he would be well positioned to maybe, uh, you know, stand up, burp a few words, say a few things, uh, not only as a councilman, who could attest to the need for public safety dollars and what Measure C does, not only as a teacher, a former teacher who taught in the high school and understands the need for public safety, school resource officers, but as a supervisor, his current position, talking about some of the resources that the county brings to bear uh, in these concerns that folks bring up about mental health, housing, that sort of things, things that the county really takes the lead in, uh, could have I don't know. There was plenty of time. It was an open... Anyway, a lot of voices did stand up and speak. Some media accounts point out that, well, it was evenly divided, you know, between the pro and con. No, the cons are in a minority, but they realize that they have the power in the vote of being resistive to putting this before the voters. But I think there are more people that are pro-public safety than just a divided speakers at a council meeting let's get back into the comments we left off from councilman echeverria trying to make a uh, issue of this survey and being biased and uh, people not knowing everybody wants public safety this isn't a racial thing this is a public safety thing this is a community thing this is a quality of life issue this goes against all (laughs) any kind of division Everybody wants public safety. Everybody wants a firefighter to come to their house when something goes wrong. EMS, medical, all of those things. So to try to divide us is really, really disingenuous. But let's hear the comments, and then we'll hear from the mayor. It has caused a lot of of, um, mistrust. It was rushed, rushed. Rush because the election is coming up. Rush because a lot of our members here are going to be reelected or not elected or they're going to put somebody else in it and they want to move on this because they're running scared. You have nothing to fear. We, we, we relish law enforcement. I have lived in law enforcement. My friends around me, they saw that I was the first to be in law enforcement and they followed my footsteps. Senate Bill 
566 specifically states that the council shall vote on this with two with two thirds of the council voting in favor. If you add up the numbers, seven divided by two, three equals 14 by three equals 14 by two, three equals 4.67. If you even round off the numbers, it does not even come close. We need five votes. If you're gonna disengage from the Senate bill 8566, it specifically states that, then when it comes to the voters voting on it, which actually needs also two thirds, Atwater is a prime example of it not passing. A prime example. The sunset clause has to be changed. I am not going to support something that has no sunset with a tax. As vital as law enforcement is and fire, I cannot support that. Not in the economy that we're looking at now. Now home prices are going down. So generational wealth is going to take a hit. People may come from other towns to buy here, but they won't any longer if they see the towns that are causing more taxes. If you were to buy a vehicle, think how much that's going to cost more. If you buy even a bicycle, think how much it's going to cost for a kid. No, it's not going to work. I would, I would suggest that we go back, we engage with our, with our, our public for trust, that we show that we care about what they think about, that we care about them, and that we wait. It's not an emergency. We still have time, I've explained that before, but this process is not acceptable. And so in concluding my arguments for this, I'm addressing now our city attorney, Travis, our, the question being, if council, which specifically states in the resolution, Resolution page one at the bottom of the page specifically states that we need two thirds of the vote. Like I ran you the numbers, it's 4.67. We're not, we're not, we're not reaching that, that, that margin, even if you round off the numbers. So as much as I support law enforcement and care about the uniformed officers out there, care about everybody and their families, their jobs, the safety, I also have to be concerned about district two and District 2 has been left out of this process without any doubt. The last part, we're trying to get it passed. It may seem like it's not, but we are. And now is not the time for it to pass. I really suggest that we take a step back and I'm asking my council members, my fellow council members, to change your vote if you were for this. We're not stopping it. We have until 2026, we go back, we engage our public, our residents, we, we add that there will be a sunset to this tax in 20 years, and we have more documentation showing where all this money went to. And with that, I conclude my arguments. I ask you to take time to pause and to think about what I'm saying, because it just makes sense. Thank you. Okay, thank you, Fernando. Any other speakers on this item? Uh, go ahead. Okay. Travis, there was a request for you to uh, address some legal issues. Yes, thank you, Mr. Mayor. Um, with respect to the agenda items tonight, there are two separate agenda items that would need to be uh, acted upon separately. The first is the actual request for reconsideration. And so if council does want to move forward with a substantive conversation with respect to Measure C and whether or not to put it on the ballot, 
you would need to first handle the first item, um, which is the motion for reconsideration that would allow you to move forward. Um, for that particular item, um, because it is a, a non-resolution, simply just a, an oral motion, it would only require a simple majority of the voting members. So if there are seven voting members, it would require four-fifths uh, affirmative votes to pass the motion for reconsideration. If council moves on then to the uh, consideration of the ballot measure uh, under the revenue and taxation code, uh, because it is a general sales tax measure, it does require two-thirds vote of the city council. So it would require five affirmative votes to place measure C on the ballot. Fernandez. Thank you. That's what we need to have said. Two thirds of seven equals 4.67. And for any tax, taxation revenue, it is not legal. And it is opening up the door to the city for litigative matters. So we have to consider this because if the voters did vote and it came out like what happened to Atwater, don't come back to me next year and ask me to put it on the mix. We will wait until the presidential election. In that time, the public will be more informed, engaged. With that being said, Travis has made a point that this is the law. And the law shall not be deviated in any shape, way, or form. What? What was it, Mayor? No, you were just, uh, you were getting what? off of it. No, hang on, hang on. Just saying to follow the law. You're a deputy DA and you're telling him to not say that? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying he, I let Fernando go on for a long time earlier. And I know, hang on, you got to give a request of speech. And and that's it. It just seemed like he was getting off topic. Maybe I was wrong, but that's it. Like okay. trying to silence him. I'm, if, look, if I'm trying to silence that man, I'm not doing a, I'm doing a pretty terrible <laughs> job at it, all right? If I'm trying to silence anybody up here, I'm not doing, I'm failing miserably at that. Okay. And I have to agree with the mayor that he has done a pretty poor job of trying to silence some of the council voices when they get a little out of line. And, of course, you heard Bertha Perez taking exception to that. Uh, there's a lot of uh, acrimony there on the dais that some people don't see on the TV. Now let's pick up the council discussion after they heard the city attorney say, hey, you got a supermajority. You can't pass this thing with just four votes. Now we'll hear from the council minority and how they really feel. Okay. Um, in that case, I will speak. Um, I don't know. It's just kind of funny to me a little bit. I guess I'll say funny. Um, but now, like, there's, like, a lot of right-leaning folks advocating for socialism. You know, it, it's convenient when they, when they want to use, you know, the working class's tax dollars to, to fund what, what, you know, what they see fit. Um, we heard a lot of talk about let, let the voters um, decide, you know, but when we were talking about having uh, a special tax or a measure re re related to housing, um, it was a big no. And it was like, we need a standalone measure, right? And, and for, for public safety, right? And, and, uh, and they, they got that, they got to this far till now. Um, all, all the people wanted was a housing element in it. Right. But all of a sudden that's socialism. Well, that's communism or whatever they, people were, were saying that it is. Right. But it's it's the same tax dollars. Right. It's the same tax dollars. 
you know, and so, you know, that we, we've had almost two years where I've been talking about how we're doing outreach isn't equitable. And I keep hearing from the city staff, oh, we're going to fix it. We're going to fix it. And it hasn't gotten fixed. Right. So we're, we're not as efficient as we should be. We never you never know. The numbers in favor for Measure C could have been a lot better, a lot stronger. But because we, the city has dragged their feet, we'll never know. And, and you know, so that, that part's frustrating. You know, and, and for years, right, generations, how we view community violence, how we view community safety and, 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 our, and the health of our, of our neighborhoods has been through one lens. We've been doing, we've been fun, funneling tax dollars like it's an opiate addiction into people. And, and we're doing the same thing over and over again. Conditions in our communities continue to get worse. We keep just giving tax dollars away to public safety for them. Keep doing the same thing that they're always doing. And we're not any better for it. Like, when are we going to get creative and how we're going to heal our neighborhoods? Like, at what point are we going to do it? Like we can, we can get creative with Measure C and start implementing some of these ideas that people have. We've had all kinds of people for years come and talk about how how we could change our communities and how we can invest in it and do things different. But no, what happens is we get people in law enforcement who position themselves in dioceses like this, not just in Merced, but all through prisonality, which is also called the Central Valley. Right. All we've ever asked for was a little bit of, of opportunity to do things a little bit different. And we're going to know because the power of votes is on is, is here on, on the dice. No, no kind of willingness at, at all. There's an inability to get creative, a lack of desire to envision a different Merced. Just keep doing status quo. Just hurry up and vote. You know, and, and that's 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 what's gotten us to this point. I'm more upset than anybody, anybody else about how community violence has impacted communities. I've had family members die, murdered. Right here in Merced, I've I've had family members sent to prison who I'm never going to see again. I've had I had friends that I'm never going to see again because of community violence, you know. And so, like, I'm passionate about how how we're going to invest in in our communities and how and what it's going to look like, you know. Because like the problem's still there; it's not going to go away. We could vote yes, we can vote no. We, you know, you could do what you want with, with these tax dollars and and. You know, we're still going to have generations of people being killed, generations of families being killed, generations of families living in poverty, generation of families being incarcerated. Like it's, it's it, we just, you know, it's, it's insanity to me, you know, and, you know, and I, I, I sit here today as, as, as somebody who, who wants to, to partner with people who want to do something different. I, I'm, I'm tired of, of young people, people having to pick up the tab for the, 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 the lack of action of adults. And so, you know, right now is not the time. You know, we need, we need we need investment in housing. We need you know we need to invest in people. And um, you know, I, I think it, it's obvious that we have a lot of work to do. Okay. Councilman Perez, um, I think it's obvious that we should. Um, be centering the needs of the community, um, and I um, motion to vote. Okay, any other speakers? Okay, by way of discussion, I think, you know, so much of 
what we do, not just with public safety, but with other things and everything, for example, we were able to do with ARPA um, and all the, the housing programs, the youth jobs programs, uh, on and on those items, they're all possible and they were all possible because the city was in good fiscal health and good financial health. And that is in large part because of Measure C. And if we don't have this, then all of that to a huge extent goes away. You look at city after city with their ARPA dollars, what do they do? They funded police officers. They uh, did other uh, public safety, uh, filled gaps in their funding, did that on and on. What did we do? None of that. We had all, because we were in a great financial position in part because of this, in part because of good financial management over the last decades. And we were able to do a lot of just the, the programs you were talking about, Councilman Ronellis. You know, we were able to do that because, in large part, because of this. The park improvements we've, we've been able to make over the last few years, all of that, it all, in so many ways, depends on this. So I think I get your frustration. I mean, I get the, the attitude towards, you know, a lot of people don't like law enforcement. Fine, I get that. But it just seems that if we do this, if we vote no on this, what are we doing? I mean, we're cutting off, it's a classic cutting off your nose to spite the face. You're angry, you're mad, fine, I get it. But hang on, hang on. But if you, but a, a no vote on this doesn't just affect public safety in this community, but it affects so much else. And it affects so many of the things you care about. And that's not too. And you know, our thought, my thought was, you know, we get this, we get past this, and then we move towards a housing tax in 24. Housing's different. It's gonna require two thirds. There's a lot of talk too. Do you want that specific? If it's gonna be specific, then, um, you know, it has to, uh, and then the, the money's going to go to housing. But if you don't have this, then it, it makes housing a lot more difficult for the, for the community. So, you know, again, I, th I think, and DeFrano made some references to it too, uh, how he's a, an enormous supporter of law enforcement. Well, you can't, you can't have it both ways. It's hard to say you, you support law enforcement, but then you don't support their jobs, you don't support paying them. That's a tough, you just puts you in a really difficult position. That's it. That's one. Two. That's, that's the problem. I mean, the, the argument, too, that there's still time with everything we do to work on budgets, to everything that, you know, our, our city finance officer, Venus Rodriguez, comes here with five-year forecasts that enable the planning. We talk about police unions that negotiate, fire unions that negotiate multi-year contracts. We've been the recipients of five-year uh, financial forecasts, which, which enlighten our planning going forward. We've been the recipients, uh, or we've negotiated multi-year union contracts as well. All of that, with this hanging in the balance, becomes incredibly difficult because a city doesn't plan just year to year. A year might be a long way in, or it might be a decent amount of time, a couple of years might be a decent amount of time in somebody's personal finances, but as a city, we're talking, we plan over five, 10 years. And all this gets difficult if, if we're not gonna have this funding source um, assured. So the, the, the timeline is tight and it has to be now. And it can, I mean, potentially it can be a sunset, but if we don't do it now, we put ourselves in a whole world of hurt and we put ourselves our backs to the wall completely in 24. That's it. Who's next? Bertha. Um, we are not up here with an attitude. We're up here making decisions by the information that was given to us. Um, you might not like the choice we make, but it's still our choice. For you, it's a no-brainer. We have been looking at the world through different lenses that you may not have been affected by. So to think that we have an attitude or a mistrust, um, you got to understand that the pendulum swings both ways. And today we will see an effect of that. Okay, Jess. And like you asked, like, what do we do? We play ball. That's what we do. 
with, with, with the next voting cycle. Uh, we make sure that we that we create a, a measure that we know is going to pass and, and kind of spreads it out a little bit more equitably. You know, besides the majority of it going to law enforcement, give some more to the fire department, make sure that there's more that's going to that, that's addressing the community needs that we hear all the time. That's what we do. We play ball in the next election cycle. Okay. Any other speakers? Fernando. But the question being, our city attorney had answered that. Two-thirds equals 4.67. Five votes. So you need five votes to get this put on the um, November ballot. Okay, so what's it going to take from you? Bertha, hey, let, let the man speak from you. you, you well, let him. Okay, let the man speak. Second. Second to what? To Bertha's motion that we reject, the, 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 that we vote. Vote on what? Measure C. What's the motion to vote which way? <laughs> you got to make a motion to do something. Bertha did. But it's a, it's what's, there's no, mo there's got to be a motion to do something. A motion to vote? On what? On the measure that's before us. So typically a motion to vote or a motion to call the question is just to accelerate past uh, additional discussion and go straight to a vote on a motion that's pending. Uh, so there would need to be a, a pending motion, I think, is the question. Is the city court, for purposes of the record, doesn't know clearly what your motion is, if it's in favor or against measure C. Motion but to deny. Okay, it's a motion to vote no. Is that correct, Councilmember Perez? The, the pending motion is a motion to reject the proposed resolution to place Measure C on the ballot. Okay, let me uh, turning to my colleague, Councilmember Echeverria. What is uh, what would it take for you to vote yes on this? Nothing at this time. I'm not going to vote yes for this. It's going to be no. I do not want it placed on the ballot in November. We need time. Okay, Councilman Perez. I'm going to vote no. Would you like me to make a motion so we can just vote and carry on? I mean, anybody can I make mean, a I mean, I just, I guess I, my question, I didn't understand that motion, so I can't vote on that. But I can make a motion that's... Okay. I, you got to... But the... It, it was... What I'm saying is I don't understand that. If you... If, if, Bertha, if it's okay, you, if I can make a new motion and we can just all vote on that. Okay. Thank you. Uh, my motion is to adopt resolution 2022-43. And in regards to the um, language, the sunset language, what I would say uh, regarding this specific motion is um, that future councils and the citizenry would use the uh, tools that are outlined in our charter to uh, bring this back uh, to a vote if they uh, so desire at some point in the future. That's my um okay. your second i'll second it mayor as indicated okay i have a motion by mayor pro tem blake and a second by council member shelton the motion will include the adoption of resolution 2022-43 a resolution of the city council of the city of merced california calling for a general municipal election to be held on november 8th 2022 to present to voters a measure known as the merced vital city services protection measure to continue the city's general transaction sales and use tax at the rate of one half percent until ended by the voters and requesting the board of supervisors of the county of merced california to provide for the consolidation of a general municipal election with a gubernatorial of a general election on november 8th 
2022 and to authorize the county election services to render specific services to the city of Merced relating to the general municipal election. Mayor and council, please cast your votes. Okay, and the motion fails. So that's how it ended. The motion failed. You heard at the end our mayor begging the council members in dissent what he could do to get them on board. This was too little, too late. The lobbying, the argument should have been made months ago to try to get these folks on board, but unfortunately their minds were made up and solidified way before this meeting ever took place. Hey, we're out of time. Citizen Watch, the bonus half hour. Thanks for joining me. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley. We'll pick it up next week with another exciting edition of Citizen Watch. On Merced's News Talk Station, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. We'll see you later.